is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 56, Healthy Relationships with Guest Amy Gianni. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. I'm so excited today to introduce you to a coach and mentor that I have had for the past 18 months, and her name is Amy Gianni. She is a marriage and family therapist and a master coach instructor specializing in relationships and health and the connection between the two. She helps her clients create strong, loving, joyful relationships and meaningful lives that they love and are full of authenticity, connection, passion, fulfillment, and physical well-being. It's her favorite thing to do. You can learn more about her work at amygiani.com and follow her on Instagram at amygianimms. And she spells her name A-I-M-E-E, and Gianni is G-I-A-N-N-I. Enjoy the interview. Welcome, Amy. I'm so excited for you to be here. Thanks for joining me. Why don't you take a minute or so to just give an introduction as to who you are and what your area of expertise is? Yes. So I am a marriage and family therapist, and I'm also a coach. So I work with people in coaching, and I focus on relationships. I love relationships. It's my most favorite thing to talk about and to help people with. And for years, I also worked with people on health issues, and I just found such a connection between the quality of our relationships and our health. And so I kind of work in that area. And I love I work with couples and individuals. I already have so many questions. Well, I'm so happy to have you. And I have learned so much from you. I've been part of your mastermind program for the past year I've been with you. So I've learned so much from you. So I wanted to bring you on and share your expertise with everybody, because I think relationships, obviously it's something that impacts us all, whether we're talking about relationships with partners, relationships with children, with anybody, colleagues and so forth. But today I wanted to really focus on, I guess, the two things of looking at like, what is a healthy relationship? How do we know we're in one? How do we create one? And then maybe we can also dive a little bit deeper. I'm curious about talking about the relationship between health and relationships, because I think that's probably an important piece, but we don't always talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So for starters, And this is the big question. What is a healthy relationship? How do you know you have a healthy relationship? Yeah, that's that is such a big question, right? And I think there's probably 50 ways you could answer that question. But the thing that comes to mind as you say that is I think that healthy relationships allow progress. There's progression happening and unhealthy relationships are stagnant. And, you know, you go through periods in your relationships where things maybe feel a little bit stagnant, but they don't stay that way forever, right? In a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. you're able to move through that. And 
you know, progress is difficult. So it doesn't mean if you're in a relationship where you're progressing and moving forward, it doesn't mean that it's always wonderful and happy because growth hurts sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at least it's a relationship where you are able to progress as an individual and as a couple. So I think that's another really important thing is healthy relationships are made up of two strong, healthy individuals. Right. Yeah. And that I think is an interesting piece because we always talk about relationships with other people and isn't the first place we need to start with is a relationship with ourself. Always. Yes. That is the foundation. And, you know, sometimes if you don't have a relationship with yourself, you get into a relationship with someone else and you lose yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because you didn't really know who you were in the beginning anyway. And it's almost like you kind of glom onto this person and you think, well, I'm just going to like what they like. And I'm just going to do what they do. And you love being with them, right? So you're falling in love, but you kind of lose yourself. Right. And so having a relationship with yourself is always the first place to start. Whether you're, even if you're not in a relationship, you want to mm -hmm. know who you are. And even if you've been in a relationship for 20 years, it's really important that you always come back to that piece of who, who are you are. Yeah. That reminds me, did you ever see the movie Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts and oh. Richard Gere? And oh. in that, she gets to the altar multiple times with different men, and she always runs away. And Richard Gere ends up being this reporter, and he goes around and he wants to find out, like, what's going on? Is there a pattern? And so he interviews all the different men that she had been engaged to. And the last question he always asked was, do you, can you tell me what were her favorite eggs? And they always knew. And they always knew because their answer was, oh, that's easy, same as me. One oh. would say boiled, one would say fried, one would say scrambled. And at the end of the movie, or close to the end of the movie, he falls in love with her and he wants to be with her. And, you know, she is unable to. And he says to her, you need to go find out what kind of eggs you like. Oh. And that is something that as my kids were growing up, I remember saying to them all the time, like, you got to figure out what kind of eggs you like. Yes. So that's how you get to know that you doesn't matter if somebody else likes the poached or the fried or the scrambled, you have tasted them and you've decided these are the eggs that I like. So I love that movie. It's an old movie, but I love that aspect of it because it showed the importance of getting yes. to know who you are. Absolutely. And, you know, going along with what is a healthy relationship, it's where there's room for each person to be themselves, to show up authentically, to not have to be the same, right? So there's mm -hmm. room for each of them to be themselves and to accept the other person as themselves, right? right? And not try to fuse into each other. Right. Yeah. Sort of like that Jerry Maguire, where he talked about you complete me, that oh, really, yeah. that is... <laughs> That sort of gave us a bad impression of relationships. We're not a half person right. trying to find our other half person. We're whole and yes. whole trying to be together. Yes. Two, two whole people coming together to create something beautiful together. And you're just going to have such a better chance at that if you know who you are and you are showing up as a whole person. And again, it doesn't make it easy because when you're doing that, you're going to have those differences, right? Right but you make room for each other. You make space for it. Yeah. So then the complete opposite side, what is an unhealthy relationship? How do you know if you are in an unhealthy relationship or you're creating an unhealthy relationship? Yeah. What are some tell signs for that? 
Yeah. So what, when you say, you know, how do you know if you're creating an unhealthy relationship? Mm -hmm. Again, that always comes back to looking at yourself first. And so when I start with people, not only are we figuring out, you know, who are you, but taking a look at what are you contributing to this relationship? Because that's all you have control over anyway, right? right? Is what you're doing, how you're showing up. And so I think when you can take a really good look in the mirror and say, how am I showing up? Who am I being in this relationship? Am I showing up as my best self? Where do I want to improve? You know, looking at the dynamics, maybe there's some dynamics in the relationship that you don't like. Okay, how am I contributing to those dynamics, right? And so it's Mm -hmm. starting there. So if there are some things, if you feel like it is an unhealthy relationship, starting with you Mm -hmm. is where you begin. But I think, you know, it's going to be the opposite of the things we just talked about. So is your relationship stagnant? Is there room for you to progress as an individual and as a couple? Is there room for you to show up as yourself? And if you can't, I'd say that's an unhealthy relationship. So what are some things that we can do to really strengthen our relationships? We talked about strengthening ourselves. That's always where we need to start looking at ourselves, how we contribute. What about, are there things that you can do as a couple, as a partnership? Yeah. So some of my favorite people to follow, I follow John Gottman, right? The Gottman mm-hmm. Institute. And he talks about how we're always making bids for one another's attention. Mm-hmm. And so really tuning into that, I think when couples can pay attention to when is my partner making a bid for my attention and how do I want to respond to that, right? Am I going to ignore that? Am I going to respond in anger? But just watching for those bids for attention, I think really, really matters. And that's like such a simple thing you can start mm-hmm. paying attention to. And then Sue Johnson, who does emotionally focused therapy, she says, we're always asking, you know, are you there for me? Do I matter to you? And will you come when I call you? Right. Mm -hmm. We want that security in our relationships. And so the flip side of that is knowing that that's what your partner wants from you. And so giving that to them, like, are you there for your partner? Do you let your partner know that they matter to you? And do you come when they call you? Right. Mm -hmm. That helps form those secure attachments in relationships. Mm, Those are some great suggestions. Yeah. To do that. Now let's talk a little bit about how relationships influence other areas of our life. And, you know, in particular, you had started to mention how do relationships impact your health or is it the other way around? Your health impacts relationships as well. I guess it's kind of a two-way street. Yeah, well, absolutely. There's so much research on the impact that relationships have on your health. So there's the Harvard study. I don't know if you've talked about that on your podcast before. I don't think so, no. It's the longest running study. And what they found is the best predictor of your long-term health is the quality of your love relationship. Of all the things they studied in this, I mean, they followed this group of men for decades and they did everything from like lab results, right? They talked with their doctors, they talked with their wives, they followed their careers, how much money they made. They were trying to find, you know, what really brings happiness in life. Mm -hmm. They followed absolutely everything and they found everything kept pointing them back to the quality of your relationships. That's really what matters. And it matters on a biological level. It really impacts your health. And I would find that again and again, as I was working with people, I worked with a lot of women who were dealing with autoimmune illnesses. Right. And I found that of course we would talk about nutrition and exercise and sleep and stress, right? Mm -hmm. And so much of their stress was in 
their relationship with themselves or their relationship with others. And I ended up spending so much time working with them on that piece. And I really saw that play out. And if we could help them get to a place where they could improve their relationship with their self or others, oftentimes their physical symptoms would start to decrease. Right. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah, I know I'm taking a course right now all about chronic pain and chronic health. And the teacher, the doctor who's leading it was talking about exactly that. He was saying that, you know, there's lots of things that people can do, but sometimes they do need to turn and look at what's going on in my life. What are the relationships? And so he had asked for people to put in the chat, you know, what were some of the things that helped you? Some people are there who have chronic pain themselves. I was laughing at the number of people who said, yeah, everything changed when I got divorced. And I do remember some, I've had some health challenges and I didn't really make a link that I sort of thought it was, well, it was sort of post baby. And it was, you know, when I turned in my early thirties, so things must've changed, but it also coincided with a change of relationship. And you know, not necessarily, you know, blaming the other person, but is how I was showing up in the relationship and taking care of myself and where my stress was coming out. Yes. Yeah. It's so true because when we don't feel good physically, it's really common to be like, well, I just need to find the right supplement or the right medication or the right food. Maybe I just, you know, not eat gluten, which I don't yeah. eat gluten. And I, you know, I feel so much better when I don't. So not saying that <laughs> no, it could work that happen. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not saying it's all relationships and you. Yeah, right. So we want to turn to those things, but then sometimes people just go through all of that and they feel like they're banging their head against the wall because they haven't looked at this other piece. And so you really want to take a very holistic look when you're dealing with health issues. And the relationship piece is often the piece that gets left out, but it's so vital. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we've been chatting about relationships and it's more of the, you know, primary relationship, spouse relationship. What about, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but what about relationships with children? And as they, like, what are some things, how do we develop healthy relationships with our children? And how do we help raise children who will go on to develop healthy relationships? Yeah. I think the best thing that we can do for our kids is model healthy relationships for them because what they see is going to stand out to them way more than what we tell them, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be us having a good relationship with ourselves. It's going to be us modeling good relationships, whether it's with our spouse or our friends and how we are with them, because how we relate to them teaches them how to relate to other people. And so I think just being the healthiest version of ourselves is really the best thing that we can do for our kids. And we all have lots of things we want to tell them, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, you need to make sure they know this and I tell them this and that they watch for this. And we can tell them all those things, but the things that they're going to remember are the interaction patterns that they learned through their experience. Right. So now I'm thinking of people who have been through some difficult relationships. What would you say to them about, you know, a lot of people may turn to blame. Oh no, I haven't been the best model mm -hmm. of a relationship to my kids. Like what can they do it's, at this stage? It's perfect. Nothing has gone wrong because then it gives you an opportunity to talk to your kids and be like, yeah, I want to talk to you about this. You saw this going on in my relationship and here's why it didn't work. Kids pick up on stuff and they see it. Mm -hmm. And so go ahead and process with them and point mm -hmm. it out because 
the idea is not for us to always be perfect. Well, I mean, it would be fantastic. Yeah, even the healthiest relationships aren't perfect and they're going to have problems. And it's okay for kids to see that, right? It's mm-hmm. okay for kids to see their parents make mistakes when the parent can say, oh, wow, I made a really big mistake, right? Like even mm-hmm. apologizing to kids. Yeah. Not apologizing about these relationships that they've seen, but when you have an interaction with your child and you're not really proud of how you showed up with them, Mm -hmm. a child hearing a parent apologize and acknowledge that and own it, I think is so powerful. So you can apply that to these other situations where if you just talk to kids about it, that's Mm -hmm. yeah, that open dialogue. And I think it comes full circle. What we talked about at the beginning about the importance of your relationship with yourself, because for, in order for you to be able to have these conversations with your kids, you need to be able to reflect on the relationships that you've had in your life. Because if you don't even recognize that perhaps there were some things that you want to share with your kids, here's what went wrong here. Here's what I would do differently, that kind of thing. If you've never reflected, then you're not able to give them any of that, that support. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you're feeling really insecure about it, or you're beating yourself up about it, right? That's going to hold you back from being able to share all of this wisdom with them. Whereas when you can just take a look at it, because we all have that in our lives. We all have our weaknesses and our, you know, Mm -hmm. like things we would do different, right? If we could rewind, I know we were just talking about in life, if we could just go back and delete sometimes, right? (laughs) We all have those things we want to delete, but it's all part of the process. Nothing has gone wrong, right? So when you can reflect and take a look and be like, oh yeah, I kind of blew that. I think this is what I wish I would have done instead. Differently. Yeah. Yeah. And show that to your kids, that side of things that you can always go back. Yeah. I know when I'm coaching people and they're struggling in relationships, there becomes a question of, should I stay? Should I go? You know, especially if kids are involved, you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, do I stay for the sake of the kids? Do I not stay? What are some guidelines? What are some thoughts you have when, you know, you're working with somebody or a friend who is contemplating, do I stay? Do I go? What are some things you look at? Yeah. So it's tricky, right? I wish I could give you a formula to find that answer because People struggle with that. And sometimes they struggle with it for years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just not knowing. And they assume that staying together is what's best for the kids. And there are maybe cases where that's the case. Mm-hmm. It's not always the case, right? The best thing that you can give your kids is a healthy mom and healthy yes. examples. And so you're saying as a coach, like, what do I do? How do I help people with this? And it's going to be walking beside them and help them see really explore their options and look at what they might do and do they like their reason for it and -hmm. really just allowing them to decide. And I know you do that as a coach. Yeah, no, yeah, for (laughs) sure. You see situations lots of times where people come to you and they'll share with you some of the challenges they have and they'll want, you know, suggestions. What do you think I should do? How do you think I should? And 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 the reason they want that is because they're so unsure themselves, right? right? And so it's normal for them because they're searching, you know, that's like, okay, what does everyone else think I should do? Which is what we do when we're insecure about our own decisions. Yeah. We turn outward. And I think one of the most helpful things we can do is help people really turn inward mm-hmm. and take a look at it and kind of shut out all the outside noise. 
And as friends, you know, we can resist the urge we have to say, here's what you should do. You know, sometimes from the outside, it's like, oh my gosh, get out of that relationship. Or, oh, if you would just change this, you could stay in the relationship, right? So it's holding back on all of that and really helping people get in tune with themselves and what they want. Because the bottom line is we each get to own our own life, Mm -hmm. right? And own our choices. And the more that I work with people, I see that it really is just a choice. There's not really like a right or wrong. And I think that's a lot of times where people get stuck to when they're trying to make the decision. It's like, oh wait, what's the right decision? Yes. Because one of these is going to be right and one's going to be wrong. And so they just spin in indecision. But when they can get to that place where they see that it's just choice, Mm -hmm. like here are two options that I have. Both ways are going to be difficult, right? Mm -hmm. Ways are going to have different things that are going to be easier. And it's just about choosing. Yeah, that's gold right there, because I think it's true that we really want to know, is this the right thing, the wrong thing? Is this the right person I should be with? Is this somebody that I shouldn't be with? Should I stay? Should I go? I want like the certainty and just understanding it's going to be a choice and there's going to be good and bad and both sides of it. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, the last thing I want you to speak on is one of my favorite things that I hear you speak on is all about validation. And the need to self-validate. I think we've talked about you on the podcast before about what you've said about validation because that was really eye-opening to me is going into relationships and feeling and needing and wanting the validation and learning from you. And I want you to share with people, but my take on it was learning from you that there's nothing wrong with, like, of course we want the validation, but the most important thing is learning how to self-validate. When I think of validation, I'm like, oh, Amy's queen on that. So, (laughs) Yes, I think being able to self-validate, and that comes back to this relationship with yourself. Always all comes back. Always comes back. Everything comes back. All roads lead back to the relationship with you. Yes. And when you can have that strong sense of self, you're able to validate yourself and you don't need somebody else to validate you in order to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and you mentioned this, right? So sometimes people think when you say, oh, you just self-validate that that means, you know, you never want to hear compliments or you never want to be validated. And of course we still want to be validated because it's super fun, right? Mm-hmm. You want to put something on that you feel amazing in. And it's really fun when your husband's like, wow, you look amazing in that. Yeah. Right? But you just don't want to have to have someone say something in order for you to feel that way. You want to be able to put it on and feel amazing about yourself first. Right. And then that validation is just so fun when it comes from. Yeah, self. it's just the bonus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the quote that I had written down that you had said is like, all your relationships change when you learn how to self-validate because yeah. you no longer are sort of going after that validation in a needy, yes. needy way. Because if you're not able to self-validate, you're going to be showing up in your relationship really needy and graspy. And you're always going to be asking like, well, what do you think? Well, how do I look? Do I look okay? What do you think about this or that? Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have this really needy kind of desperate energy, which Mm -hmm. drains a relationship. Right. Right. But when you can self-validate, you're going to be more differentiated, right? Because that's another part of healthy relationships is two differentiated individuals, right. That know who they are. So when you show up in that way, you're going to show up with much more confidence and it's not going to drain the relationship. You're actually going to feed the energy of the relationship. Mm, Yes. I love hearing that. 
So thank you, Amy, for being here. It's been so great to talk with you. Why don't you share with our audience who you work with and where they can find you? Yes. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I always love talking with you, Leah. Um, you can find more about me at amygiani.com and it's A-I-M-E-E. -E, so it's spelled different. Right, yeah. um, anyway, you can go there to my website and I do have a waiting list for people. If you want to work with me individually, I work with individuals or couples. I'm also getting ready to start a women's group, just a small intimate group focused on relationships. And I also offer advanced relationship training for coaches who want to specialize in relationships. And so you can go find out about all of that at amygiani.com. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And I can vouch for everything that you teach and the work that you do is incredible. So thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Thank you. And I should say also, you can follow me on Instagram. It's amygianiMS. So that's another way that you can kind of stay up to date. Perfect. If people prefer to be on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Amy. Have a great day. Thank you, Leah. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.